follow the Carl Jackson podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes so that you can know when there are new episodes to listen to. Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the app store. What are you waiting for? Download it now. You're listening to the Carl Jackson podcast available on Spotify. Hello, world. Welcome to the Carl Jackson podcast. Tonight is going to be a special night. But first, I want to make a couple announcements. I wanted to make it known to everybody that's listening that we are now officially available on Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, same thing, podcasts. And uh, we are now available on Google Podcasts. A lot of people who have Androids uh, were complaining that they couldn't get us because they don't have um, iTunes. Well, you can listen to us on Spotify, but then you can also listen to us if you must through uh, Google Android. And I think that's just a wonderful opportunity for everyone to listen to my voice. And speaking of my voice, today I have, or tonight, because we're recording this at night, tonight I have an in-store co-host who, hey, hey. (laughs) her name is Janelle. Hi. What's up, Janelle? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. We've known each other probably really about, what, four Five years, I guess. I don't know because we were Facebook friends for a while. Right. And I kind of stalked you for a little bit, so I don't know if that qualifies <laughs> as knowing you. <laughs> Stalking me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, well, who is this? <laughs> you were, I guess, I think you were from Vegas when we first met, right? No, I was kind of back and forth at Vegas trying to establish some sort of roots there, and it wasn't working out so I came back to California right yeah so tell my audience a little bit about who you are and we're going to get right into our topics tonight but yeah just tell a little bit about your life and who you are and your in your in your walk your spiritual walk oh well well first of all it's been amazing um always been a Christian my whole entire life uh due to my parents' influences and then just kind of discovering it on my own um, I don't know how to, like, check my boxes when I go, like, to identify myself. I'm serious. So, like, they'll, like, well, what are you? And I go, well, I feel like I'm the product of the African diaspora because my family comes from the Caribbean and it's so my multi-diverse. Um, I was actually born here in America, in Houston. Oh, wow. Then, Texas, my yeah. hometown. Right. My and, home uh, state, I, I should say. My parents were like, we don't like each other anymore. So they split up. My mom 
remarried and we moved overseas and I basically spent my formative years on the island of St. Lucia. Nice. Which was amazing. And people were like, oh my God, we vacationed there. I was like, that's great. Right. <laughs> but I'm still American. <laughs> I still have, <laughs> you know, I still wanted to come back. And so, you know, and it's just been a journey and I'm just so grateful that I am where I'm standing today and it's only but God that ordered my steps to where I'm at. I feel like even just meeting you was a opportunity that was revealed through divine intervention because for some reason we just kind of clicked Yep. and we just kind of can talk and feed off of each other and I thought that was really dope, you know? That's, you know, it's funny you said that, uh, well, I shouldn't say funny, it's amazing because uh, one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast, and I say this frequently, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like there is a new renaissance of people who are awakening to the real truth. Um, and, we've, right. and we've been lied to for so long that a lot of us mm-hmm. had to slowly figure out the truth. And when we did, the fascinating thing was that we all started to find each other. You know what I mean? Right. We all started to connect. We all started. And, it, you know, at first you don't know what it is. You don't know if it's going to be business or friendship or relationships or you don't know what right. it's going to be. You're trying to define it. But really what it is, it's just that awakening. It's that right. moment where people who are awakening first are starting to connect and know each other. And 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 I think that was one of the things about you and, and, and our relationship um, is that we kind of just kind of know without knowing. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that make like, sense? like-mindedness. And, you know, just to piggyback off of what you just said, um, we're created by God in his image, and no matter what happens, at our very fiber, we're always seeking yep. some sort of divinity Absolutely. in our life. Yep. And so because of that, there's so many different directions you can take with just the journey just to get to the same destination. And I think that people like you and people like myself we're not sheep we don't go with the herd yep. so when the herd's passing us by and we look in the distance and you're like hey you're over there you know like, come on you're not out there kind of following the masses you know it takes a lot more courage to be grounded in your faith and that's the type of people we are so talk about so talk a little bit about your upbringing um i mean i know that you had somewhat of a uh, very interesting upbringing, but what uh, what was your upbringing like? And then go into how you were able to connect to to God, basically in your walk. Right. And by the way, well, you have you have a degree. What is your degree in? I'm a. I have my master's of science in nursing. So people, this woman is smart. So I feel <laughs> I feel way underprivileged right now. No, no, no. You know, I'll tell you this. And God blesses us with the knowledge and empower us with information from different ways. Absolutely. And so I think the tool that he gave me was to help sick people. And I've always wanted to help the underserved. And I was thinking, like, how can I be launched in the direction where I'm allowed to go against certain boundaries or whatever? Like, I can't just be a regular person off the street, you know, walking into the inner city saying, hey, I want to pass out vaccines or whatever it is i don't really do vaccines but like right, right. you know like i will help I, that's a whole other i was like <laughs> but, janelle know, like, doing I, vaccines I, hold on you selling no 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 i don't i don't have the authority to do that but you know no, i'm, I'm saying that you know like 
I want to educate the underserved. I mean, right. a huge topic that I do cover is sexual health. And the thing is, I can't prevent you from stopping. I can't prevent you from doing the act, but I can educate you how to be safe. Right. And so, and that happens in these communities. And so that's where I was like, how do I get there and reach these people without being some weirdo? Like, hey, you know, I, I need to be equipped with tools to get to, to reach them. So God led me into nursing and family nurse practice being a nurse practitioner and that is something that I still to this day I'm like waking up in the morning like how did I do this right and the only answer I have is God right. but um to talk about my upbringing both my parents so my mother uh grew up in a home that was very strict but my grandmother was catholic and then she um converted into adventism and so my mother grew up from like the transition from Catholic to Adventism. Mm. And so that is, uh, you know, just a little brief history right. about that. They're Sabbath right. keepers, they're vegetarians, um, they believe in second coming and, you know, that kind of right. stuff. Then my dad is also Adventist. And so what my dad is like, Jesus Christ superstar Adventist. Right. <laughs> like, you don't wear pants to church. Like, right. You know, and it, it was crazy because he wasn't the best model for that position because we knew what he was doing and he'd just be like drinking out of a paper bag and then be like you don't drink alcohol or whatever. you know like, I was like what <laughs> so oh, I was very man. confused as a child but you know also too West Indian culture is very strict on its own which makes absolutely no sense because it's highly sexualized it's very relational exactly however they are very much grounded in Christian faith and Christian beliefs. Really? You know? Wow. Oh, yes. I mean, um, major Christian holidays shuts the whole island down. You oh, know, wow. they believe in the family unit. Um, the city closes at four o'clock in the afternoon um, when I was a child. And that was because they wanted to focus the rest, you know, businessmen and people working to go home to be with their families and have dinner. You know, like wow. that was really huge. Sunday, nothing is open on Sunday. Right. And if you did find someone on Sunday, that was like a novelty. Like, oh, there's a bread, there's a bakery open today, right. you know? <laughs> right. And so, and that was how I grew up. And you just knew we prayed in school when I was in St. Lucia. We, um, it was, we had Christian education. So my whole entire life, even when I came back to America, I went to Christian colleges and I always, I actually minored in theology. Um, because that was just part of my life. Wow. You know, and you and we thirsted, we hungered to know the Bible. We wanted to know the life and teachings of Christ. So wow. because of that, um, it patterned like no matter what we did as kids or as young adults or just kind of going through, we knew how to come back to the fold. So right. we could be out there and we knew like we knew that we were not forgotten because of like the foundations of Christian faith that we had as children. Right. So wow. we never really wandered far. And so no matter what happened, and even then, you know, the human condition does have bouts of depression and, you know, times you might feel worthlessness or whatever. And that's just a caveat from the devil that's just teaching you to not be Christian, not follow right. the rules that just the simple rules of like, come to me, those are you that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And that right there is a philosophy that as a child, we were told, like, no matter what happened, no matter what the burden is, you know, pray about it. And right. even if you feel like your prayers are not being answered, keep praying, keep praying. Because right. God gives you the 
the answer that you deserve. So that was kind of like how we grew up. Super Christian. But then my mom was very laid back and um, she had like a moral compass that she lived by. And she kind of instilled it in us. She was like, no sex before marriage. You know, don't do this. Don't live with people before you marry them. Um, Don't have children outside of wedlock. And so that was really huge for my mother. I mean, I grew up in a blended family and all of us kind of obeyed those rules. So I have two brothers that are married and I'm the one that's left (laughs) that didn't, you know, and and, and, and it's something that was just a choice that I made that, you know, to just be true to myself and always make sure that God is the center of my journey and wherever it led me, it led me, you know? So that's kind of how we grew up. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to your thoughts on, and you know, you and I talk frequently Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have our discussions about life and, and, yeah. and where we see America going. What do you think, you know, the big thing that's in the topics today, the big topic, I should say, in today's news blurbs um, is the, the borders and how and, Oof, and, yes. and why, you know, we're not entering. You know, here's the thing that gets me about America. We pride ourselves as being a Christian country and God we trust. You know, mm-hmm. we we put our hands on our hearts and we sing those wonderful American songs, apple pie, baseball, summer, hot dogs. You know, we play the part, but when it really mm-hmm. comes to loving and forgiving and and really establishing or respecting uh, the Constitution, which says we, you know, if you're tired and broke and <laughs> whatever, you're supposed to come right. here. But Yet we stand at the border and say, up oh, the Constitution, uh, we really didn't mean that uh, you can't come. So I'm, 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 I'm interested in hearing your take, and you've told me before, but I want you to tell the audience. I'm interested in your take on the borders connected to kind of the thought of slavery. You know, to me, that's what it's like. It's connected to that same thought of ownership of this domain and do Mm -hmm. what we say or else that's my perspective of it but what you know i want to just hear your perspective on it what's your thoughts on it i'm kind of like the child poster child for first generation american daughter of an immigrant of immigrants so i can't really my viewpoint is very much for the underserved the people that are the victims you know right but you know this is america's new civil war you know, mm. this is a continuous topic. Say, say oh, that yeah. again. This is this is the new transformed civil war. And the reason why <sighs> wow. I say that is because you have two different viewpoints on the same thing. Right. So you have either let them all in so they can seek asylum or we shut it down and send them. We don't let anybody in. Right. right? And so no matter what happens somebody's gonna lose you know yep. and yep we we don't we i'm so torn by what each party has to say about that because my parents 
came to this country not to seek asylum but for higher education because there's an opportunity that presented itself um when these people who are leaving central america going through mexico and then they come to the border of a country that promises the land of milk and honey and then they're being turned away with tear gas and you know you know and they're coming prepared for war because if you ever depending on what news agency you you subscribe to right there's right. one agency that will tell you they're savages they're right throwing rocks and oh right. the poor border border patrol then you're hearing oh, the tear gas and the small right. children and women you know and you're <laughs> right, just like right. i don't know where to begin and where to right. end with this because right. it's so hairy how you want these people to be helped but the mexican government if you i researched this a while back and um last weekend um California is the biggest Mexican border. The state has the biggest border and they shut it down. And I was just like, wow, that's interesting because California, we have so many cultures and we're we so such a yeah. melting pot that yeah. it's kind of like invasive to me. Yeah. Like, why don't we give them help? You know? But they even said that Mexico is even pushing them out. Like, we don't want them. You don't want them. We don't want them. So they're stuck. They have to keep moving. We that's weird. Know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. weird to me because I heard I had somebody, a friend of mine, um, who told me the other night we were having this this discussion, really tough topic, and I was telling him how there are kids being detained mm-hmm. as their parents are, you know, told to be sent back, and mm-hmm. his response to that, I said, how did you feel about that? Because he's a, you know, he believes in what Trump is trying to do, President Trump is trying to do. And his response was interesting to me. He says, yeah, that's really sad, but what family would come here with kids knowing the situation before they get here? And Mm. I didn't know what to say to that. (laughs) Oh, that is... I I was was so lost as to what to say to that because, you know, on one hand, people say, well... They, they're escaping. I mean, it's really, really bad. Right. But is it so bad that you want to be separated from your kids? You know? Right. And um, I don't know. Well, they've they've been deporting a lot of them from, like, whenever they get stopped, you know? And right. It's like over 11,000 of them were deported. It's just this... Now, going back to your question, how it relates to slavery... Um, my first initial thought is it doesn't but then a part of me is like you have two groups of people who were treated so poorly but the difference is that they're choosing this they know what is the outcome right right they know they know the chances they're about to take so they're privileged in that way right you know then we have slavery where we were kidnapped maimed raped the middle passage 500 years like well let me let me rephrase the question (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think what i was trying to convey in the question was the entitlement of one set of people who basically ripped off somebody else's land Mm. and then they say okay you You can't can't come come. yeah and that that's the connection for me and i probably didn't you know, really 
specify in that question. But yeah, I just my my line of thinking is I don't know how anyone can really look at it as immigrants or not welcome when we were immigrants when we came here and this land that we are now saying is sieged by Americans, wink, wink, was once, you know, controlled by another race. And I mean, you think of, you think of, you know, the whole games that I, at least I played when I was a kid that, you know, Cowboys and Indians, you, you know, where do you think that stuff come from? You know, it comes from how this country was taken. And so I, it's just mind boggling to me that we don't see it that way, right. you know? And they're coming, they're not coming to squat. They're coming because... Right. They don't have the resources to thrive. So they want right. to come here to thrive. And I think I can tie this into um, the field that I work in. So um, a couple, maybe about 10, 20 years ago, there was a huge gap in nursing. And they enlisted the Philippines to make contracts so they can come up here to fill that gap in. Right. Oh, wow. Right. right. So we have a very big Filipino population in the nursing field because of that. Right. Wow. And it has made tremendous changes in the nursing field completely. And so it's a kind of synonymous. Like if you meet uh, somebody from the Philippines, you're like, hey, how many people in your family are nurses? And that's like an inside joke for us because <laughs> right. that's what they do. They're they're nurses and they're excellent nurses. Right. And right. They 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 even have like regimen training to come here, and they come and they shine, you know. And so in my field of work, I see that, and I'm like, that is such a benefit that we have opened the gates for that to happen. So what is the problem with having Central Americans who will do the jobs that nobody else wants to do? I was just getting ready to say that. I mean, I to I, I help remember, our country yeah, thrive, and absolutely. I just don't understand why this has become a problem because I don't know anybody in high school here in America that's gonna you know oh as soon as I graduate from high school they have the entitlement issue they're not gonna think about being a janitor or right. go work the fleet field or right. do babysitting or you know things that kind of help the community sparingly but the impact is so tremendous you know so to me I feel as though you know let them in let them do the things give them give them a boundary like listen if you want to come in you get a work visa or an education visa or and i think that's the and i think that's the thing that president trump has said many times i have to give him his fair due on this he has said many times i'm not saying they can't come i'm saying they have to go through a process and i think that that's one part we have to connect to this conversation just to be fair but i also think that there is there is a connection to the mindset of 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 how americans are now feeling like they're entitled to be superior and like i said i think it's all connected you know what i mean there is something there and i, I don't think we can you know really tackle it in 30 or 40 minutes of a podcast, but I think it's something to think about. You know, what are we really saying when we are leaving an impression on kids 
who come here thinking that daddy and mommy are going to give me a better life only to get there and just be in pure terror. Um, it's just, it's mind boggling, which brings me to my final, I guess, question to segue a little bit. Your, your thoughts on the American family, um, the respect for family. It feels like it's dying. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It feels like it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, we, we've talked about this also, you know, at times about even yourself and, you, you know, and how you would aspire to be a wife. And, and even myself, you know, I'm not married, but it's because of just the whole concept of family. Uh, and marriage, and I love some of the things you said about the talk about that a little bit to to my to my so, people. So, um, I feel like we have a new baseline. Our parents, like what their yardstick was to measure, like their love or whatever it was that brought them to each other. It's so like foreign to what we consider love today. You know, oh, right. I saw my, I saw your dad, and he used to have the best mustache and. He came right. back from war, and I thought I could right. never, I could never live without him. And I'm like, wow, really? Right. You know, like, right, exactly. You know? And now it's um, your, it's like this instant gratification thing. You yeah. Know, where there's yes. a new way to yeah. communicate. There's a new way to show affection. I right. mean, right now, and I always tell like people, we are on the just read, um, like that's the culture. Of, of right. oh he left me on red that means right. he is punishing me you know right like right. you're always looking for a reason and I think our anxiety level is super high right now because right. we are so entitled to quick fast in a hurry results when right. love is something that true love I believe if you have it with someone you can't do nothing but the right thing with it mm. and so when you talk about the family unit in America, let me give you an example. So I work in a community of a lot of women. And the question that I'm asked constantly, so I'm in a leadership role. I'm actually pretty young for my for the roles that I have because a lot of seasoned nurses do their, right. you know. And so when they meet me and they go, oh, do you have any kids? And I'm like, what happened to you asking me about being married? Because married, me, yes, I'm like, yes, I should be yes. married before I have kids, right? Yes. And so it, I, I, I yes. just laugh it off. I'm like, no, I don't have any kids. Do you, why? Because I'm not married. Oh, okay. Right. And then right. that changes their whole attitude towards me. And they make fun of me. I Like today I had an instant and uh, my other colleague was like, oh, no, she's real old school. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's right. not that I'm old school. I still believe in the foundations of Christian faith, and I still believe that the nuclear family can still exist. But you know what? It is old school. I, I come to realize that people have evolved in such a demented way. Some people, not a, not everybody, but a lot of people have de- evolved into this place to this place where it's a fairy tale now. I mean, if you look at if you look at the Disney cartoons now, or Disney animation films, there's a dark quality to the stuff. It's not this loving princess, knight in shining armor story. They don't really tell that story anymore. It's a broken story, and I think for some reason people feel like that's the new normal. I mean, we really are a dinosaur or analog in a digital world, you know. 
and it's scary to me and I, I it's it to me it's fascinating how people don't understand that bringing look I have a daughter I'm not married but I I I cry sometimes within myself because I feel like I was selfish to not make sure that she had a marriage in her life to see that but then the flip side of it is people are so broken that some people that I met a lady two days ago and she told me I was happy when my parents got divorced. Right, right, right. She said, because they never paid us any attention. They were always fighting and arguing. It got to the point that me and my brothers and sisters were taking care of each other. And we're, you know, 10, 12, 8, 5. And we're just basically huddling up, fixing our lunches, going to school on time. Because they were so into their own thing. They were there, but they weren't present. Yes. So, um... There's, there's, you know, there's two sides to this thing, but it's just, it hurts my heart that the family unit seems to be dead. And I guess I want to know is how do we bring it back? Because this is what this show is about. It's about analyzing the problem because the root of every problem here in America is family issues. Mm. You don't see a lot of the issues here that you, you don't see those issues in other countries, a lot of countries actually. Because the family unit is so priceless. It's like you talked about your, um, you know, your country and where you're from. And I know people from Spain and Italy. And that family unit is such an important process and part of their, their world. It is their world. How do we bring that back here? How do we bring it back so that people desire to be to be in that romantic, loving relationship for the kids. Because honestly, without it, I don't see how this country can continue this way. Mm. That's a tough, very tough, and very, like, just wrapping my mind around that. Like, it can be done. It was that way. But a lot of the times when you introduce that that school of thought to people who are so current in just the way we're evolving as a culture that they may look at it as primitive like oh no this is the new age like uh we have lesbian and gay couples having kids now or yeah we you know and you have such a different um new like i said it's a different baseline now because i think the divorce rate has tripled since, oh, it has. You know, Absolutely. and it's and people are not going into marriages anymore because of love. And mm. that is one of the things that the nuclear family cannot even stand on. You know, a lot of times it's, people are looking for a come up. They want to meet somebody who has money so they right. feel safe. Another time people are married because it's a matter of convenience like, well, we can't afford rent on our own, so we might as well get married so we can benefit it together. But the paradigm of it, is what, you, what you're saying, though, is still deep because for gay and lesbian people, marriage is such a big thing, equality, you know? And so it's almost like it's shift. The whole concept of marriage is not 
what it was meant for meant to be i give you an example my daughter <laughs> it's it's funny they're, they're trying to teach um about gay and lesbians and in school now mm -hmm. and actually the first wedding my daughter ever attended believe it or not i've never really talked about this but my the first wedding my daughter ever attended was with her mom and her mom went to a lesbian wedding right now luckily she was only three and she didn't really know what it was she didn't figure it out but i the other day we were talking and i asked her you know i think i'm gonna cut my beard and she says no daddy don't cut your beard and i said why not she says because beards are for daddies mm. and i just was like she says if you cut your beard you'll be a mommy oh my goodness <laughs> it's such a, such a great that's such a great idea for a commercial by the way Aww. but um but um i thought about that and and it just it, it made me laugh but then i thought about it and i was like wow the moment she realizes that we're in a world where two people who are female or males will be married and that's normal i don't even know how she's going to take to that because all she knows is boy meets girl and girl meets well, boy the biggest thing i say especially in the community that we live in now because um we cannot like shove our doctrines Absolutely. down people's throats and Absolutely you know not. but how i would my personal because i view the world for myself so my perception is myself and i would say that because to keep the communication open and empower your children with as much knowledge as you possibly can so that when they do right. go out in the world they make the decisions that are the right decisions to them right you know right. and so right. when it comes to same-sex marriages and just that school of thought it doesn't matter to me about that because Christ loves everybody. Absolutely. And we have a world that changes faster than some prayers are being asked, answered. So, right. you know, and it's just... I like that. Say that again. That's really we, good. We have a world that's changing faster than our prayers are being answered. But mm. we do have an on-time God. That's deep. So, that's deep. Because of that, um, when it comes to the family, it's just your home is where it begins. Yes. And you make your children, your spouse, your family, your extended family, you are going to be agents of change and be the mm. difference. Don't follow the sheep. Stand your mm. ground. And in a world where being different I mean, you have to be odd to be number one. So you continue to do that and not be afraid. And always remember you have a voice. You have to be odd to be number one. Yeah. See, this is why I had you on the show tonight. <laughs> you have to be odd to be number one. Yep. I love that. Oh, man. Ooh, I got so many gems I'm going to steal and put on my Facebook page like next week that you said gems. tonight. I call them Genisms. <laughs> Genisms, yeah. It's funny yeah. because well, um, Janelle, my coworkers yeah, always it. tell me that I talk in parables, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Because I need you to and understand. I love, 
I love your 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 pattern of thought and thank you I, I feel like you're going to be an influencer which is why by the way we're making an announcement tonight she will have her on her own TV show on the new network hey. that I've started and we've been talking through it and in terms of what the show is going to be about and we're still working through some logistics but definitely be looking out for Janelle's um, show coming excited really soon that. I'm so excited because I think uh, out of all the people that I've met this year um, and I've met a lot of people I've it's 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 very slim pickings when it comes to people who are you independent unique thinkers that and 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 what I want to do is place those independent thinkers who are thinking correctly from from spirit God's spirit right I want to put those people in position because and especially if they have a unique way of delivering uh, their thought and you're one of those people to me well, you're thank you. you're very you're amazing in your thought and I'm just glad you did this with me tonight and you've got to come back obviously we're going to be seeing more of you uh, in the months to come and if people want to get in touch with you what is your social pages oh my goodness um, so and by the way, <laughs> let me make this clear. If you go to her page, <laughs> you have you have been warned. That's all I'm going to say. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you have been warned. Matter of fact, maybe we shouldn't put your page. <laughs> you know what? I call that I call that my mental diarrhea. So like anything anybody's thinking or just the most outrageous backwards inappropriate <laughs> I mean yes, I, had to, I had to like block my parents and my family members because they're like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you know let me tell you literally my dad comes in and he sneaks in on the sly and he follows me on Instagram and, and uh, uh, the next time I saw him he was like you make me shame. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Take all these things down. What is this? What are you talking? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I don't raise you like this. <laughs> so I was oh, like, oh, okay. Hilarious. And while I'm talking to him, I blocked him. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> she blocked her daddy. Oh, man. <laughs> so I will have to make a new page. <laughs> so here's what we'll do, people. Uh, when she, You'll know her new page once she does her TV show series yeah. with us because I'm sure she'll definitely have to have a fan page or whatever uh, when the show goes goes live yeah. uh, but you're right I thought about it I was like you know what I don't think we should and I want to make it clear I know exactly I want to make it clear I don't want it to I don't want to I'm not trying to say that she has anything inappropriate up it's just that her independent way of thinking is not really for the masses it's for her friends yes and so, you know, there's, I totally get it because I have two different pages too. I have my, you know, public page that people can kind of look at, but then I have a private page that I put some jokes that are probably off the chart sometimes. <laughs> and, um, but I do it because it's just very cathartic for me. And then my friends know me, mm -hmm. so they get the context of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it doesn't come off like I'm being... Uh, you know, rude or mean well, or disrespectful. You know, I think so. that 
both of us kind of displace that Christian thought process because a lot of people think that Christians are very prudish and they don't have a sense of humor and they're not with the current events and I think the stuff like the memes that we share whatever it's more current events and situational things that we would apply and it just gets you to laugh and then after that you kind of forget about it but not everybody's it's all about laughter Mm -hmm. I mean the Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine so for us I know that's why we you know, put out crazy stuff mm-hmm. on, you know, pages and send each other text messages that that are kind of crazy mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we like to laugh. We like to have fun. So yeah. I totally get it. And I think that um, at some point, um, I would hope that the whole world re, re, kind of revolutionizes itself to a place where all we do is laugh. Right. <laughs> all we do that. is, you know what I mean? So... Uh, thank you so much tonight for sitting in with me as my co, my co-host. I guess now we got to go to IHOP and get something to eat, right? Um, I just <laughs> want to put my hands through your beard. <laughs> uh, oh, oh! It's very high. It's very high on the manly meter, ladies. So. My daughter <laughs> loves it. My daughter only she's the my daughter only knows me with a beard. I I thought about that the other day. I said, you know, she's never seen me face naked you might traumatize him so you traumatize her so leave it (laughs) yeah i i I, I, well if i ever did it i would cut it in front of her so she could see it and kind of get it but she's like no daddy don't cut your hair don't cut the beard so that means she's gonna like men with beards when she gets older i'm sure (laughs) like her dad oh my god beard porn it is right (laughs) on that note (laughs) you guys have a great night thank you for listening love you all thanks for listening and oh man my pleasure and may god bless you all good night good night Like a merry-go-round Take control like Charles and Charles
Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the App Store. What are you waiting for? Download it now.